Hi, I'm Steve Dace. So if you're looking for a summer worldview camp, this is the place to be. July 16th through the 20th, we're going to encourage your kids to become the next generation of cultural leaders. We've got pastors like Douglas Wilson, filmmakers, cultural critics and commentators like myself and Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire. Sign up at calledconference.ninja. Again, Moscow, Idaho, July 16th through the 20th, Called Conference. Dot Ninja. Hear the world calling, but some don't listen. They're only trying to drag you back into prison. That's right. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And see, guys, we remembered to do it again. <laughs> well, Sort so of. far, sort of. So far, we we'll did see part if we're of it. Posted. We we've gotten as far as getting in the car. Yep. Turning we got as far as doing recorder. several other things before we got to we it. We did. We've been in the car for too long now, doing other stuff. <laughs> we just drove out and saw Rachel's build site. You guys, Yay. it is so shockingly beautiful every which way that I feel like all she needs to do is put windows in, and her decorating job will be done. My work will be over. I actually, that's one of the things that I love. I have to say, little regional appreciation. Oh my Let's word. take a little moment of regional appreciation. We live in a really, really beautiful Magical. place. Yeah. yeah. So we live in, it's called the Palouse. You've probably, if you follow us upon the, in, are we on Instagram? We are on Instagram. Are we? Or Facebook. You've seen our pictures. Whatever. Have we posted a picture? I feel like we have. Whatever Let's, we'll they, post a picture of the. We'll police. share with you what we're talking about. But and the police, it is though, the a really is surreal like, place. It's not a. It's a more of a geographical description because the Palouse crosses two states and multiple counties. It's like it's just a description of right the kind of place where there's these crazy rolling hills. Yes. Yeah, so we have beautiful rolling farm hills fringed by the mountains. There's mountains around and then on the to the south there's the valley. The Palouse ends as you drop off a big grade into the um what Snake is that about Snake Rivel Rivel the Snake Rivel um, <laughs> and Hell's Canyon is that way. So that's a really different kind of beautiful right yeah. there. Um and then to the north, it kind of turns into mountains yeah. eventually. And Which then to the end, they like straggle off of the It turns into desert to the west, and yeah. it turns into mountains to the east. But so it's probably like 100 miles of this beautiful rolling It's really beautiful. Hills. Now, I, at one point, it was one of the seven natural wonders of the world. I was, I, but was I don't know how often they keep it, those it going. You know, get, who decides that? I don't know. And it does get voted as like one of the top destinations for photographers because actually we should just link to Hannah's pictures yeah, of the Palouse for you. It's so pretty. But one thing I have to say: so we live in a beautiful place. We live in a place that is beautiful in every season, but there are four very distinct yeah. seasonal. So like, there's the white hills and the blue skies, and then the blue skies and the green hills, and then the gold hills and, and even the, the blue brown skies. hills where it's all plowed oh, up. It really, looks like chocolate. It's, it's pretty, just, but the fall has a lot of the. It, it's good. It's, it's a very evocative. It's like season. golden wheat, and then when they when they Burn cut the it wheat or plow it, oh. but when they cut the wheat, it looks like my boys' freshly shaved heads. You totally. know, where it's just like stubble. I actually, I, for a beautiful. long time, the fields. I because I love yarn. Also, I have said someone needs to make a, a yarn line that is 
imitating the color palettes of the Palouse because I'm like, there's the the uh, winter tweed fields. Yeah, yeah. They, it always looks kind of like yarn to me because there's the fibers on it, but then it is the rolling hills look like the twist kind of. It has a lot it's, of. It's amazing. Yeah. So, but one thing I really love about our area is that everyone loves it. Yeah. Like, like even though we all live here with a lot of other people who live here. When it's beautiful out, it's like everyone posts pictures of it. Everyone is pulled over in their yeah. car out taking pictures of the beautiful well, day today, or looking at it. Today, my youngest son, we were driving out. I was going to drop him off for a job weeding. And I was like, oh, it's so pretty. And he goes, it is. He's like, it's really pretty. And since we were just in England, no offense, all you English listeners. He goes, it's just prettier than England. And I said, well... I was like, no, it's a different kind of pretty. And he goes, it's a prettier kind of pretty. <laughs> well, I was like, so okay, I don't mind you. a little regional loyalty, but right. England is beautiful, everyone. I did love it. So near gorgeous. here, like, what would you say? Is it a is it a thirty mile, a thirty minute drive to Steptoe? Whatever from home, yeah, it's probably, probably twenty to thirty somewhere in there. There's a butte that is uh, the site of an Indian battle, Steptoe Butte. Yeah. This side of the Battle of Steptoe Butte. That's where which it was. I think was a it, bit of pushing and shoving. I'm not. Yeah, sure. it used to have. They it used was not to have, a real well, showstopper of a battle. I don't think, as far <laughs> as I know, it didn't change the direction of any real course of human events, but it happened there. And then in the 1800s, there was a hotel up on the peak of it. Yeah. It was a butte that is like a teepee. It's like yeah. it is conical. Yeah. It is like a. It's tall. Um, there fact, was a hotel up is, there, and a couple of boys smoking behind it burned it down. Oh my word. I burned, didn't know that's what they happened. They did. Two boys smoking behind it Those burned nerds. that thing right on down. So now all it has is like some radio towers on it. And then... And it's given its name, though, to any other formation like that. It's called a steptoe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Look, at, a, look at us there's exchanging a, yeah, more about there's the like, steptoe. There's view. a specific, and there's the generic. Isn't we have the specific. We have the one. We have the one <laughs> that set the type of yeah. butte. Well, the thing about Steptoe is you drive up this thing and then you just can't even believe it. You can like see the whole Palouse, right? Yeah. I think you can see three states from up there, can you? Probably. And, um, but one of the other things you can see is traveling photographers. <laughs> <laughs> because they come in like yeah. photo tour buses of of photo yeah. classes. Mm -hmm. And one mm -hmm. time we went up there and you know, we don't have a real tourist destination in here. Like it's no. not like no. there's no tourism happening that you're usually aware of. But mm -hmm. if you go to Steptoe there's like cars with New York plates pulled over on the site. You're like, yeah. where did you guys come from? What's happening? And people with very expensive camera equipment yeah. standing around. So we'll put a link to this place. But one of the things I love about it is that the people who live here seem very aware of it in yeah. that it's not lost on us. No. There's a whole lot of... Well, you'd have to be a soulless monster for it to be lost on you. Like, you kind of would. And this, and this is the time of year where the... Um, canola fields. Oh, There's yeah. canola blooming. It's like the eeriest, like yellow that is just an unbelievable color on the fields. And with the skies are so blue and white. I mean, it's it's pretty killer. No. And then what happens? My favorite favorite is when the dark black clouds yes. gather up. Oh, but the sun and the sun like comes in underneath. Yeah. And then you get this crazy lit up trees in front of this like black sky. It's stunning. Somebody said to us, so one of our friends from the South, when they came up here, said, 
I knew Montana was big sky country. And I said, but y'all's sky is so close. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it is big sky and lots of stars and very, I mean, visible stars because we don't have a lot of yeah. light pollution. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good a photographer, place. come take a picture I'll of sh- it. But we but were Rachel's out on my hill to noticing how we didn't need to decorate that house probably we just need to come up with a way to have just some glass and she'll be set yeah so good but i love that it's pretty even on the ugly days like on the days where it's just drizzly brown you're gonna have an amazing it's still pretty it's gonna be amazing yeah but even when we live there i'll probably get headaches not have energy probably sin will still happen i think so (laughs) sometimes you do get that feeling where you understand for a split second those poor deluded people who thought if you could just get close to nature it would it would would fix fix it it's not gonna fix it you're gonna get out there and you're gonna be well like we talked about when you were in england and i was here that our human frailty always gets in the way of our of our perfect enjoyment of the the idea that the hermits could just go out and if they were just alone in nature they would be fine without the other people to provoke them if i could just have some solitude then i'll only sin against god or the people who come you know (laughs) tried to make communes here and there it's like yeah it's not gonna work guys no there's still gonna be a whole lot of reality at the end of that quest the age-old truism wherever you go there there you are are. (laughs) there you are with all of the like you have to put the emphasis on you (laughs) like there you are like if you go there you'll still be there you'll still have a little snark in your heart it's like granddad used to always say that distance adds intrigue and it is true that distance also in time distance into the past and distance into the future adds an element of like i bet that will be amazing but but far be it from me to want to be faithful today no. far be it from me to want to just do the work yeah. that is right in front no, of me because now it's like the clouds may be beautiful that but one. i don't feel like mopping my floor but why would i do this for them <laughs> they're not appreciating me right now. Why would I do my children's I have, laundry? Okay, we were talking before we realized we should just go ahead and start the podcast. Oh, yeah. We were launching on well, a field been, of discussion yeah, of our Yeah, because we were own. talking about... So, Rachel has a house to decorate. I have a house to decorate. Both of us have much work well, to I'm do. Well, I'm not really decorating it right the No, minute, but you will. Since it hasn't even really started yet. But it's... Right now, you have to face all the questions because you have to decide yeah, what you're building. And... and the thing is, is homemaking is a very creative endeavor, or at least it ought to be. If it doesn't have any creativity to it, then probably well, it's a bit sad. But the thing is, there's all of this stuff that you have to do that we're faced with that is a very creative sort of undertaking. But there have been times, I think both of us naturally tend towards that anyways. Like, I know for many people that's cutting against the grain. Like they don't feel like that's where they're gifted. No, but we're both, we're both already like person, that, probably nature and nurture. We're yeah, that way. We're, we're like, like the creative side yeah, of it. Yeah. But there have been times where I was pretty sure that the part, well, the has well has run, run dry. dry. Yeah. That, no, what, till all the seeds gang busted. dry, my love. <laughs> till and, all the seas gang and you're dry. Like, but it did. They ganged. They ganged. They ganged dry. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, I used to always laugh at that tank. It's a tank top, the black tank top that says in like 
very oh, yeah. block letters in memory of when I used to care. Yeah. And I feel like I've we've been through all kinds of scorched seasons, earth seasons yeah. like that. Don't you and think? I remember when I was I was pregnant with Judah, so it was my number five. I had five kids. At that point, I was pregnant with number five and the oldest was five. So I had four kids under four, but then I had five kids under six. So Knox probably hadn't turned six uh-huh. yet. He was still five. I was pregnant with number five. And I really thought that a part of my soul had died. <laughs> the, 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 I, thought, I thought that it was the, the creative that sounds part. sounds so mean. No, but no. But I know what you mean. No, exactly. I remember telling Ben, I was like, Ben, like... I don't care about paint colors. I don't want to sew anything. I have no desire to make anything at all. I don't care. Like, and I was like, "What's happened to me?" Because like yeah. I felt like, oh, totally, like this part. And he, he, very well. He said, "Yeah, I'm not worried." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, but you don't understand." No, the thing about it is I don't care about any of the paint color. I don't care about decorating. I don't like, and I was still doing all the things that were in front of me to do, but the magic was not there. No, the magic and is, turns out is vulnerable to overdoses of reality. Yeah. And And there are times. And the thing is, like, I have to say at this moment when I was pregnant with number five, my house was completely gutted. I didn't have a kitchen as we spoke of last week. I did not have a kitchen. I had like no shelves or cabinets or drawers and I had particle board on either side of the sink which is not actually ideal for wiping up any kind of moisture no, not the plan you should have at least like thrown a layer of saran wrap down something, <laughs> something shellacked it but anyway like it was everything was gutted we were trying to remodel a house I was pregnant I had four little kids and I just felt like oh no I think it snapped I think something in there snapped and it's gone now like but, we we one time put our um we have above the dishwasher in our old house is where the plug was that I always plugged my phone in uh-huh. and the one magical thing that we could do was shut the end of the charger cord into the dishwasher and run it while it was- <laughs> <laughs> so we would have you'd go to charge your phone and, the, and there's just this scorched out little end and you'd be like well nothing's coming this way the old routes have been burned off and you feel like there were times like that where you think my yeah. old methods of getting myself revved yeah. up are doing nothing yeah. for me but the yeah, thing it is, got is, trapped in the dishwasher and shorted out <laughs> I, I don't Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to make it sound like I was depressed because I really wasn't. No, was, I, I know exactly more, what you mean. And and the thing is I did well both of us did, but the, the morning sickness that is show stopping levels. And so I think it was probably coming off of the morning sickness in a house that was being remodeled in a pile that was too big no. for me to finish and I was just probably really behind on everything and mm-hmm. it just it was like I it's gone. It's gone. What the bluebird <laughs> when of I was creativity when I was, is not here. When I was pregnant with the twins, we moved out of our apartment into a little house that we were renting. And I don't think that I even had enough zip within myself to notice that I didn't care. Uh. I just didn't care so hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I didn't care that I didn't uh, care. See, I was scared. I was, like, I was scared that I had... That I've I, been there, too. But yeah. I'm saying at this particular time, the person who got scared that I had no more will to live was mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> she came over, and I just have this vague memory, which she, rec- which she has... Uh, brought up before thinking it was hilarious where she would be like okay Rachel where do you want me to put this box of stuff and I think I was like 30 some was it 30 maybe 28 weeks I don't know I was they were I don't remember I feel like we maybe moved in August and they were born in November so might not have been oh and I was huge whatever the case I was huge I had no mental energy because whatever (laughs) at the railroad tracks of your brain where they switch the big lever to divert everything to a different line my body was bypassing my brain to just grow the twins right and mom would be like where should I put this and I think I was just sitting there like I don't care (laughs) and she's like I mean what happened to her that and at the same time that house had um really gross color in the living room on the walls with like stenciling a stencil border around the top is, and I didn't care yeah, I was, I was like your style I was just like I don't care I was like what are you gonna do with the stenciling and my feeling was like nothing why are you looking at it <laughs> <laughs> and if you know me that's not my it's not that's not normal. my normal no. mode and the thing and is it, and it passed I, did, yeah, the, it did. And I remember Ben being like, I'm pretty sure it's going to come back. I don't think, I, you know, I mm-hmm. think he felt like you can't keep it down forever. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, no, I, I think it's, I think it's gone. I think that never mm-hmm. more shall I care about anything mm-hmm. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was right. I was not. Um, yeah. But I think that moment of like, what is it that you do? When you're feeling like that. And again, I want to distinguish it because I was still happy as could be. I was not, I was not depressed. But but you had to say, you're not depressed and you're not happy, but you were going through a stretch that was was particularly hard. It was very hard. And and that's the thing is that like, you can acknowledge a situation as being very difficult and trying without throwing the towel in to your own sinful disposition about it. So like you, and I think for women, especially with creative things, like any time in your life when you're being really transplanted, like you're Mm -hmm. being repotted Mm -hmm. and not necessarily in physical locations, but in your own idea of who you are, like where, where you thought this is the way that I am. And then all of a sudden, nothing is adding up with what you thought you were yeah and you're like how did that happen that all of a sudden I and like I remember one other really interesting moment was we suddenly moved to England and it was very sudden it was like our house was still pulled apart Judah was a baby so he he turned two in England so he you know it was like just freshly one we found out we were moving yeah. We had to sell our house, which meant we had to finish our house and then sell our house. Yeah. We put it we we were putting a bathroom in. We actually moved out with no one ever having taken a bath in that bathroom. It was so fast. And we stayed I actually up. think that I only spotted that bathroom one time from out the door outside the I, door. Yeah, like I, I don't think, even think yeah. I really I think I only spotted it one time from outside the door. Yeah. Like yeah. it was very fast. We stayed up all night painting till like five in the morning and it went on the market at eight. It was like yeah. it was a really fast and I finally got my kitchen that summer after we knew that we were moving to England. So it was like we got the kitchen in finished, painted, done and I didn't even have time to cook in it because it was like we're leaving. 
and it was a massive transplant of a summer where it was just so many things and all of a sudden I was going to be homeschooling and I had to pack up my life and we had to condense our life into well suitcases because we weren't shipping anything it was it was a pretty major summer and I soldiered through it but one of the things that was really funny was that I don't know if you do this but once I got super super sick in high school like really bad fever for a long like it was a big whatever and three months later all my hair started falling out like by handfuls yeah and we were like what on earth happened and went to the doctor because my hair's falling out and um not so much that I became bald but it was just like a lot of hair would come out if I just grabbed it and pulled it was like I'd come out with just tons and they said oh you know when your body goes through something sort of traumatic sometimes that's an aftershock like later like three months later happened after every baby I would have a baby three months later my hair would fall out that's like the hormonal shift Yeah. yeah yeah but then we moved to England and then it was sometime later that all my hair starts falling out <laughs> and I was like what on earth I didn't have a baby like I haven't been sick what on earth and I was like oh I know what I was doing three months ago <laughs> I was moving to England three months ago and now my hair is falling out <laughs> like it was hard it was like yeah. honestly a very difficult but time. I think I would say that you can also be transplanted to bigger pots you know what I mean like when God is expanding your family when he's expanding your responsibilities like when he takes when you feel like he's taking away things that you think of as being supports Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. where you're like if you had to move away where you didn't have mom in town or you didn't have and so you think like God expanded he moved you into a different situation you know how with some house plants you repot them and you cut their roots back by a good bit and then put them in a new pot and I feel like there are seasons when God does that. He pulls yeah. you out and he trims off a bunch of those roots. And things that you would have thought, no, that was really valuable. It's like, no, I I felt like that. that was good. Yeah. I liked it. But the thing about when you feel like God is repotting you somewhere, you don't necessarily have all of the uh, will to flourish like a crazy old thing right at that time like there's a lot of like focused concentration on Uh just staying alive in some way you know like but I think that but the the question is do you trust the gardener well that's what I was gonna say is that if you're you can ride through very difficult seasons like that if you are resting in Christ like if you're saying okay so I don't feel normal at all but the situation was not like this is of God you know like the way that this has happened he sent this to me so it's and it and it reminds me of this is not really a house plant thing but the out the perennials here they always say the first year they sleep the second year they creep and the third year they leap like okay. and obviously it doesn't happen in years like that but there is a sleeping period where you are not going to be experiencing a lot of creative growth and energy when right. big things have happened to you right. like around the time of having a baby or getting married like um well getting married didn't slow me down in that no, way but no. I think that was more of a but it can miracle grow a miracle grow effect where yeah. you're like and now I shall domesticate the world <laughs> no, but there's lots of things that can um that can do that and I feel like the question is do you trust God do you trust what he's doing and can you rejoice through it and yeah you don't, and, and, and taking a minute to concentrate on doing those things and is not the same thing as not thriving no and joy is a fruit of the spirit but um like uh i don't know reupholstering isn't 
And so, <laughs> and so the Are question is... Are you sure? <laughs> because I think that sounds like long-suffering. <laughs> because I hate reupholstering. <laughs> I'm about to do it again, Rach. I am. On the same one? Same one again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but the thing is, is that it's, um, it's easy to feel like uh, this part of me that is gone dormant is essential to who I am. But it actually isn't essential. No. It's like, no, that's a thing that might come back later. No, it's like, it's actually all right if my kids eat box mac and eat off of paper yeah. plates for yeah, a few it's minutes. it's okay. It'll be and fine. it'll come back. It'll Nobody be Nobody right. really gives a rip in the long yeah. run if we and, had a moment like that. And But no matter what your situation is, you are called to rejoice in the Lord in it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be in charity with the people around you. You have to be trusting God. You have to be obeying him and you do have to be doing your duty. Yeah. Even, even in those moments when it's hard where it's like, well, what is your duty right now? Get up and do it. Even if it doesn't feel like the most sparky, exciting thing that ever happened. No. And it, you just keep trusting God in trusting that you doing your duty is some of the means he uses to bring you through because as you're faithfully doing what you can do, you know, you mm-hmm. you do grow through those periods. Yeah, but do. but there are I can say there there have been a lot of phases and so we've been married fifteen years now this summer and there will there have been a lot of phases where I was really kind of down for the count in some mm-hmm. I mean you said mm-hmm. getting morning sick. We both get morning sick yeah, so real hideous. So the, at least there's that many for both of yeah. us. There were that many times yeah. of being <laughs> spread eagle somewhere. Spread I, eagle. I think this is funny. Before I got pregnant with Mo was it being with Moses? Must have been with Moses. Um we had I had committed to speak at a conference in Seattle because we have family in Seattle. We're like, yeah we should go. We'll do that. Yeah. It'll be no big deal. And I'll speak at the conference just as sort of a side gig. You know, something we'll do then. Yeah. But we didn't realize at the time we weren't anticipating me getting morning sick. So then mm. I got pregnant. Then I was just wackadoodle sick. You know, yeah. like doing it the whole hog way that we do it. In fact, well, and, and then I remembered there's that conference coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and counted it on the calendar. Like, how many weeks will I be? Yeah. And I, I get, start feeling better around 16 weeks. Yeah. And I was going to be 16 weeks in one day. <laughs> by the, so, so we were going to kind of like, like skittied out of morning sick terror yeah. into traveling yeah. to speak to people and keeping a grip on their mothering life. Oh, which, yeah. you know, Good. it's great. Mom always says whatever you're going to speak on. You will be tempted on that. Yeah, you And are. the topic of my talk was was my book title, uh, Fit to Burst, Abundance, Mayhem, <laughs> and Joy, or something. And I was like, right, right. And I remember a moment. Talk about the scorched earth times. I remember right before we left, a moment. I was disgustingly sick, sitting in a chair. Daphne had just had her birthday. This was in our living room. Okay where we got her a bike, which she immediately wrecked and broke her wrist on it. <laughs> like, just sort of like, like, happy birthday, go break your wrist. So she, she broke her wrist. Shadrach was having a uber two-year-old moment of doom that Luke was very calmly 
Luke was sitting on the hearth, so it was this moment. I'm sick in a chair. Daphne is sitting on the couch with the frozen peas on her arm because we had not gotten the cat. Like, we were, I don't think she'd gotten a cat. Well, she didn't have to get a cast, but she had a sling or I don't remember what happened. Maybe she hadn't even been to the hospital yet. She had frozen peas on her arm. Shadrach was having a major temper tantrum shazam that Luke was, was working his way through and that for some reason just it seemed like out of spite and ill will all the curtain rods in our house were falling off like like at the end at the end of a long period of me being morning sick that every curtain in the house was like crooked like sideways you know like one side's falling off and uh and it was and then I feel like it does capture the whole no it's like why and then as this moment this ultimate moment the houses I had to say people would say sometimes when I was morning sick hey can I bring you guys dinner to give you a break from cooking and I would be like that's really sweet of you to bring us a meal but don't be deluded into thinking I've been cooking no because I am in no way I couldn't go in Uh -uh. the kitchen without no, turning I into like, a puke fest of horror. I couldn't so. even like stand up. I was so sick. So yeah, it just... I could. I remember occasionally trying to like hold my breath through the kitchen to try to get someone something. You know, like a kid that needed something, and it never mm. went well. It was no, always no. turned into a. I don't even remember that. I and the thing is, like, I would just be so sick on the couch, couldn't stand up, couldn't yeah, like nothing. Bad. And I remember like Ben. Whoa, I got a call right at that very moment. But anyway, I'm just saying Ben, saint that he is, he would come home from work and then he would start trying to figure out what on earth he was going to feed himself and the kids because I mm-hmm. wasn't eating anything. So, and then I would then be overwhelmed by the, not just the nausea, but also just guilt because you feel so bad that you're not. You're like, why you know, couldn't I have powered through and this? And it's like, and you're coming home and the house is blitzed and who knows what the kids are wearing and there is no food and I can't even think about food without vomiting and yeah. probably crying. This is why it's important to marry a good man. But anyways, <laughs> I, what I was going to say at this key moment. Well, we're getting ready. We have to leave like the next day to go to this conference. We're at this moment where Luke's dealing with Shad and the kids are all around. And a tray that has been hanging on our wall for like a year and a half just falls off. (laughs) Like, Like we're sitting there with the curtains falling off. And a tray just... For no reason, like unprovoked, Mm. Mm. falls off of the wall. And you think, you know, so... So I guess we just can't keep things together right now. No, I think it's yeah. just our time of, you know, it's not coming yeah. together for us. Yeah. But the but the the reason I think that that's then we got on the road to go there. And yeah. I I'm sorry to share with you a vomit story, but it is funny. Okay, here we're we're gonna we get this to one. like the first town outside of our town. No, past Pullman. We were in Colfax, and I'm like. Pull over, Luke, pull over, pull over, pull over. And so he goes veering off into this gravel parking lot. And yeah. it is a very windy day. And I... <laughs> this sounds like I it's throw not... the car, the van door open. Yeah. And it was like a little late. So as I puke out, <laughs> the door hits me in the head as it bounces back. <laughs> and I get... And I can puke on my shoes and my pants. And we're like, we like barely. Anyways, puke all upon myself. 
right barely out of town. That's where we got it. So um, bad. I'll text your husband. Ben keeps calling. I'm going to text him that we are podcasting. Oh, that's a, that's a useful thing to Isn't do. It? And nobody will notice because it's not like I'm going to talk about what I'm no, doing or anything. No, it'll be easy. Um, you can text easy, him if you want shmeasy. to. Anyways, my point about this is that I, while I was laughing that I went to talk to a bunch of women about having you know, being a joyful mother at a time like that when mm-hmm, we were really mm-hmm, vomiting on mm-hmm. our shoes and bonking our yeah, heads and yeah. things falling off the walls. And at the same time, that that is exactly that kind of moment that would qualify you to talk about it in the sense that motherhood is not a, like your life as a Christian woman is not a journey through a bed yes. of roses where you and, just... And plenty of life that isn't... Maybe it is. There's thorns there, but... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, plenty of life that's not motherhood is exactly right, like that. exactly. But I mean that the the point is that it's so important for Christian women to recognize, like, what you were saying, that joy is commanded, like, being in the Lord and in the joy of the Lord. That is a command. It's not optional. That's your no. life. No. And And you say, well, there's hard times... And there's good times, and there's times when the joy is a deeper kind of a joy than it is a like a. It's not silly. It's it's yeah. rich and heavy, yeah. but at the same time, it is. It's something that is required of us as Christians, and it's also something that is possible in all kinds of varied amounts of what looks like flourishing on the outside. Yeah. Like, there are the times when there's not a lot of flourishing on the outside, but there's still deep joy yeah. in the Lord and, yeah, and abiding in Him. There's pruning going on in that moment. Repotting. Like, take a yeah. moment to collect our thoughts. Yeah. And and I do think that, that the fact that joy is commanded, no matter the circumstances, is really worth thinking about. Because that seems... Well, so counterintuitive to how we would ever organize anything. Mm-hmm. We don't think you should have to be joyful if things are difficult. But notice how much of the New Testament is written to people, not just who are going to have a hard time because they're a little bit overweight and they don't like the color of their living room, which is really it's our level be a of different like kind of a it's level. Like, it's like time. I'm writing to you because you're about to be tortured mm-hmm. and killed. And I'm telling you to, to rejoice. To be rejoice, yeah. And I'm t- and I'm writing you actually from a prison cell, like from a yeah. Roman prison cell. I'm writing which is, you to which rejoice. Which is part of the reason that I don't feel bad at all not qualifying with any of these commands. With do you have a hard day? You know, don't worry about it. If you're just bummed out and you yeah. don't feel like being happy, no. Because the thing is, is like the actual commands were written for genuine hardship and trial yeah. and how much of the time in um in the new testament like when you think about trials and we think about our own lives you know it doesn't we haven't quite really compressed it into trials we have not resisted to the point of bloodshed i think i mentioned <laughs> didn't i mentioned a book on here at one point that it's like a missionary book called warriors of ethiopia and it's just vignettes about all these different they were Ethiopian missionaries to Ethiopia. So it was the mm-hmm. first uh, level of converts, like a lot of them who were native people, missionaries to their own people. Right. You know, and but this book is like both super inspiring and kind of devastating at the same time because it is someone, of course, I don't remember any of the important details, but it is, so, I don't know the author or anyone. So it was someone who was collecting 
it kind of as a like people need to know of the legacy of these missionaries but it would be like two pages on some person who took the gospel here and they were murdered for this yeah people and ev- all of them ending you know people in jail for forever people being mm-hmm. tortured people dying for the gospel and they're people that are like in, well, and you it is such a good perspective where is. you're like but you want to know what's super hard for me you want to know I'm yeah. out of coffee yeah, well, like straight yeah. up and I feel allergy like it's like, season. I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. I know how to be a right. size six and how to be a size twelve, <laughs> I, <laughs> or whatever. You know, like I know how to have bits of jam on the counter with breadcrumbs. I hate to let it. that pass without saying my great the fat pants and the fat chance pants. <laughs> I know. And you got to find something right in between those. But the thing is, is you have to be ready to thank God in all of it, be joyful in all of it, and be patient in all of it, and trust God in all of it that he's going to get you through, and not sit around wallowing in your own little stew of... Right, like the more that you try to look in on yourself for strength in yes. that time, the, the worse, the worse get. it's going to get. The worse like, it'll be. there's a bad time that coming your way if you're going to try to dig within for it instead no. instead of just looking is, out. I think that's often I think why people end up just lying down and crying on the floor and not getting up is because they're yeah. looking within. Well it's because like, you keep looking in the pantry of your heart and there is no dinner there. <laughs> Like there is no sustenance coming your way from within. No, it's not happening. No. It will not arise. We are not, and you know, like you're gonna have to look to the, a provider outside yourself yeah. for this. Yeah, and it's so easy to point to all the reasons why I can't rejoice right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I can't. I can't obey God. He told me to rejoice, but I can't because if he really wanted me to. He would have done something about this situation. <laughs> exactly. And you just wonder how often, like I remember mom would always talk about, you know, you're, you're given a test on, on something. And if you want to be moved up to the next grade, you got to pass the test. Or do you yeah. want God to keep giving you the same test over and over? the one that you want. Although, so, that's sort of a trick question. Because you get moved up to the next grade and, then and you're it gets harder. Get test. It gets harder in yeah. its way. Yeah. But you get better at it. But the so thing is, like, do you, you know? want to learn the lesson God is teaching you right now? Or do you want to make it real difficult? Right. Do you, you want to have to keep taking and first grade over and over? I do want to say another, another thing that I'm out of this phase. Beck is out of this phase. But... When you have young children, there are times, like, like the passel of little people, the, Mm -hmm. the like, Mm -hmm. which we both did. We did it. You have that moment. And there are times when you feel like this is unbelievably huge amounts of work that is not going to end in any foreseeable date, (laughs) right? Like there's no weekends off. Uh There's no like... Don't worry, I'll just really I'll just really sit back during church and soak up the good yeah. encouragement from our pastor because actually you're going to be furtively <laughs> whispering through the whole sermon to people. I said sit up. Sit up. Shh. No, don't do that. There's a white white blow your nose. Yeah. Or yeah. sneaking out the back door but while they're still on the inhale. That's Yeah, what we while they were still building up for uh-huh. the great big scream. And you're like <laughs> hoofing it out the door. So anyways, and in those phases where you can feel like, but there is no relief for me, it's very tempting to start to get despairing or um, 
kind of, I, I guess, bitter. Sorry for yourself. Bitter, sad about your life, whatever. It's Or just like, this is impossible, I want to quit, but you can't quit. There's or you no, just drop all your standards and decide not yeah, to try. It's just like everything is wrong and you can't. But the thing I do want to say is hang on in that moment because even though the whole amount of work will go on for a long time, that is the part of like on a run where you just need to keep going and there will be a second wind. Yeah. Like, don't despair. Don't give up. Don't whatever. Just say, Lord, help me be faithful yeah. with the very next thing and get, you know, keep my eyes on you because there will be a moment where you get that breath and that relief and you're like, yeah. you have that moment with your little kids where you're like, I am so overwhelmingly thankful for them like yeah. look at the sweetness or your cut it's just yeah. that there there are certain and times I will say though, where the flesh is weak we are assuming though um the the sort of basic tired exhausted that comes from a lot of obedience but there yeah. is also another kind of tired which is the result of a lot of disobedience right and that is a different question like you know, if you are faithful and you are doing what God wants you to do and you're confessing your sins right. and you're putting your heart right and you're not letting things rack up and you're teaching your children to, to be obedient, it's going to be hard work and it's going to be messy a lot of the time, but it is good work and you can trust that you're you're on the right path and right. you just need to keep your eyes on Christ. But if it's hard because you've been on the phone all day griping at your friend, then... Yeah, or then, it's hard yeah. because you actually aren't enforcing obedience with your children and so they've become well, little right. demon monster children. If your children are unpleasant for everyone because, because you're, you're not being a faithful be, yeah. parent. Yeah. Right. Then then that's a different thing and we can't say, oh, just hold on, it'll get better. Because no, I didn't if mean you're, that. if you're in the middle of being a disobedient mother to little kids, then you will be... Um, like, if you're a disobedient mother with a bunch of disobedient small children, then you'll be a disobedient mother with a lot of disobedient teenagers. And right. that doesn't get more fun. You no. know, like... No, and I, what I meant more was the genre when they were little. I can remember those moments when everyone was little. I can still have these moments uh, where you're, like, trying to do something in the kitchen and everyone's trying to see what you're doing so much that yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Everyone's like yep. running a chair into the back of your legs, being like, "Excuse me, mom, I'm trying to get yeah. a better angle yeah, on this activity." On your feet. Yeah, yeah, like let me uh -huh. claw my way up your maternity pants yeah. to see what's happening <laughs> in there. Um, and and I'm talking about the kind of moments where you just feel like I can't, I can't individually meet all of these needs, sure. even though you are faithfully trying to. There's yeah. overwhelming feelings yeah. that can come your yeah. way, you know. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, you can actually be in the midst of doing everything you need to do, and it still feels overwhelmingly oppressive. And that's the time where you just keep your eyes on Christ. Look to Christ and and just, don't worry if you don't feel like painting a no, room. I've told a friend, I said, you know, the thing is, is that being awesome doesn't feel like being awesome. No, it doesn't. Like, being awesome, I was like, it's like a kid who just learned to ride a bike that we would call the wobbly bike feeling like where you're like panicking yeah. and biking yeah. and but like all you're feeling is the crazy side to side sway yeah. and like <laughs> like I'm going but you're doing it you know yeah. like but you're faithfully doing it and keep yeah. your eyes on Christ and keep doing it and don't uh get caught up in the feeling like this should yeah. feel it like if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing keep doing it like yeah. don't don't yeah. give up exactly and then on the other hand what Becca's saying is you might need to, like, think, is this hard because I'm allowing a lot of sin from my children? Like, right. is this hard because I'm right. allowing the tone of our house to be one of complaint? Yep. Is this hard because I'm allowing myself uh, to 
to, you know, right. be a bad testimony to my kids. And the thing about it is if you don't teach your children to be obedient, it's like, well, who is going to be punished the most for that lapse is well, you. I mean, I mean it's, not really because they will be. They That's will. the thing is that they, they will, will be visited with your sin of failing to they teach will. them. It's true. But I'm just saying you're not making life easier for yourself. No, it's like there's a whole lot of reasons to, to push through with the obedience and joy and confession of sin. Yeah. And, and don't tolerate, do not tolerate the sin spill messes happening all over the house because those won't just go away if you just give it time it's not gonna just drift off you know it's like my heavens it's like if you just really continued to never do any dishes in your house it's not like you can just wait and eventually they'll get done biodegrading no yeah they're they're just getting mildewy and inviting the rats they're like so it's like it's that's gonna snowball your your small sin into a foundation for horrifying sin like it turns things into uh, it magnifies it yeah for sure yeah but i think there's so much i said i was on cross politic the other day whenever uh which is funny because my podcasting experience, as you know, is in a car, much less official <laughs> without microphones. Yeah, no cross politics. No, is much more. No scheduled. headphones. No, no like organized work. Yeah, we wouldn't do that. Why would no. you plan what you're going to talk about Sound effects? In, in advance? Yeah, no. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I was on there and I said something at the end that I still think. Um, I'm not trying to like insult mothers, but when people say, "Why do you not?" you know, why don't you talk about the value in single women as often as you talk about mothers? And I'm like, well, I don't think that mothers are more valuable as humans than single people no. at all. No. What I think is that they're more likely to be ruining other people's lives. Like, <laughs> and I think how many mothers get up in the morning to be a bad testimony to Christ to their children yep. all day. All day. Like, oh yeah, I profess Christ. Oh yeah, I say I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, I act like I'm sweeter to all my friends when they see me. Yeah. But what you see is bitterness, selfishness, like yep. like uh, self-importance, short temper, like like unkind, ungracious, unloving, like like and then you think why are my children not hearing my words about what yeah. they should do? And why are think, my you know, kids so unpleasant? Yeah, or, or why are they not <laughs> why are they not anxious to be loyal servants of Christ? Yeah. Like why are my kids kind of indifferent yeah. to the gospel? And it's like, yeah. well, have you made it a real lovely Attractive. thing? Yeah, yeah, you know, and people do their little diffusers or I don't know what else. Scentsy. You know those things? The little scent diffusers? Yeah. Well, there's like scent diffusers. I feel like there was one that went was cool at some point with like wax pellets. Whatever. Those aroma. The things that you do to yeah. set off an aroma in your home. Well, the aroma yeah. in your home ought to be the sacrifice of your life to the Lord. Yeah. And if that is the aroma in your home, that you're like, what the Lord requires of me, I gladly give. Like, if then your children... That is the most absolutely glorious and attractive thing that can possibly be going on in your house. And it is and it is something that I think we can probably speak from experience on this. Um, that it is something that your children will never doubt they want. And they grow up with that as an ambiance of yeah. what they believe life is. That when you get into a situation where that's not happening, 
Like, yeah. that all of a sudden it's this shocking, like, please take me home where the well, air yeah. is clean. Please yeah. take me home where the people know how to repent of yeah, something exactly. or, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm just And I do think that that is really like doing the concrete work in terms of, like, laying the foundation for your children's lives. And later... Yes, all the other, the, the extra bits are important. The beauty in the home, it's important. Beauty in the food and the table fellowship and the, yes, Just the not curtain as rods. It's not as important as no, the foundation. The curtain rods matter, but they're later on. And, and I think all of those other things, if you're in a season of deep morning sickness or something. Or grief or all grief, kinds of things. Or you've things. moved or if God is pruning you somehow... It's like, sure, maybe we're doing concrete work right now. And then don't worry about it. The other stuff will come back. Just don't worry about it so long as you're doing it faithfully. So yeah. long as that place you are, you're like... And don't panic. Trust. That you're not feeling all of the um, all of the sort of things that you might feel in a moment of... All of the window sash chill excitement. Chill calm. <laughs> you know, chill calm when you're on vacation and you're thinking about you know your yeah. plans if you're not in that in that mode it's like don't worry about it that's a season that will come back around but like right. the feeling that my creativity uh died of a fatal blow that turned out <laughs> no. to not be true so no it actually it, it actually turned out to not be true that <laughs> and actually the thing that would make it much worse is stressing out worrying about it weeping over it mourning, oh my word. mourning for its demise i used to be neat <laughs> I'm not anymore. <laughs> it's like, no, just give it to God. And that was the thing. I had to be like, you know what? I'm going to not worry about this. I'm going to give it to God. And if he wants to give it back to me later, he will. He will. And I've had those times where uh, I would say pressure or stress or whatever it is that you have building up where you have like too much to do, too little time. Can't think of how you could be that much of a person mm-hmm. to get this all done. You know, when you start to get that, <clears throat> at least for me, I will start to feel like it's like a funny tightness in, in your, your chest. chest. Yep. I start feeling like you're having like a wound up rubber band somewhere. Yep. Like there's yep. some kind of building something. Well, I have been a Christian adult, I guess, long enough now that that feeling in me I now can I recognize these things go in rhythms Mm -hmm. and when that starts to happen I think look for like just trust God and look for the spirit like sometimes there will be a change of wind soon do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like like there will be there always is like don't start despairing like this is how it just is it's like no just hang on be faithful there will be a change of wind soon, or the yeah. storm will break. Kind of that and if feeling. You have, if you have that feeling in your chest, then it's like, well, you know that you have something to give to God. Yeah, you can feel it in mm-hmm. your chest. You're like, oh, whatever this weird anxiety is, I'd like to pass it on now. Like, let's let's move. And, and sometimes I think it's just the heaviness of what you're trying to do, and it's not really stress. It's not like like you can't locate a sin in it. It's a feeling. It's just a feeling of the time. You know, like yeah, it's and like the ambiance of the moment. But it's almost never a productive feeling, in my experience. It is. It is the feeling that's going to get you distracted away from the task and so into. You just start talking about how you feel. Yeah, instead it, of... it distracts you away from what you're supposed to be doing into a weird little whirlpool of talking about how you're feeling about what you ought to be doing, which is which actually often comes not a productive big, thing. No, there's the big that's the big moment where you're like, but guess what? How I feel doesn't <laughs> matter. 
if I still know what I'm supposed to be doing, exactly. how I feel about what I'm supposed exactly. to be doing is neither here nor there. No, no. So it's time to do it. Because you've got a thing to yeah. check off your checklist. So I just, I, what I meant though is that it's the thing, like I was saying, when your kids are really little, still have those waves of feelings, not about my kids really, but about just the, all the responsibilities or yeah. the things you want to do. And it, when that happens, it's like, just look to God and hang on, give yeah. it to him. And, yeah. and wait to see how, and, and try to notice when it does, when God does move you past something. Yeah. Give so you, you like, can, so you can thank go him back and, thank and him. you can remember yeah. his mercies and yeah. you can see that. So exactly. we're probably we gone are, a long yeah, time. We need to stop. All right. It's time for us to let you go back to Do your you have a tip? repotting times. Yeah. Um, a tip. We mm. need to write these down like during yeah. the week. Did I already give the tip of super sorb? Vomit absorbing granules. Have I done that? I don't know. I think you probably did. Okay, so I have a pitcher, like a plastic gallon pitcher, with small trash bag, like small, like bathroom trash liners uh-huh. that you tie the bag around the handle. Yeah. Keep that ready to go for when someone needs to puke. Yeah. And that pitcher with the handle and That's it's smart. deep. Yeah. It's deep. Smart. And then you just throw the bag away uh-huh. so there's no uh-huh. like. Yeah. There's no like rinsing none of this stuff no, out no, no, in no. somewhere. I don't know where this whole bowl phenomenon caught on, but it's a poor method. So, I I always did like a <clears throat> deep stock pot for the same reasons because you have a bag inside and you have two handles to hold on to. But I like your picture. The method lightweight better. plastic yeah, is good. And then I buy the the janitorial supply of vomit absorbing granules. It mm-hmm. is also I think for any other bodily fluid, it's like a it's like a that's good. Silica things. Whatever the case is, you sprinkle it on it. The reason it's so great about vomit is it is actually odor neutralizing. Yeah. So it's important. You I throw this stuff on it and it soaks this. it up and yeah. then you can sweep yeah, it's it up. smart. We did. We did, yeah. We did because when I just said that, I remember that someone says, Don't, Don't vacuum, vacuum it, it until yeah. you've swept it all mostly up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So sorry guys. Double tipped you on the puke. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that when we just drove to Chicago, we had that in the car, just in case of car sickness mm, or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to say that I was, like, pleased when someone got car sick and had to throw up. <laughs> but there is a certain level of success in being like, I have take this, yeah. and we, yeah, and we handle it. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. good. All right. Well, everyone, well, wait, have you just a lovely... let me give a duplicate tip, That's but you didn't give one. It's because I got nothing. Um, guys, know. Becca, Maybe. her tip well has gang dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of something this week. I'll work on that. All right. Until All right. next time. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you 
take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.